Okay. Brothers and sisters, um, welcome back to the XX Mormon podcast. Oh yeah, now I remember what I wanted to say. I wonder how long it's going to take before I get canceled for saying Mormon so many times. Um, such a terrible derogatory term. I, I know I'm just a really awful, awful person. But um, either way, I mean, um, today we've got a really important sacrament meeting. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Bishop. Uh, we've got a really important sacrament meeting uh, after we're going to be doing a linger longer uh, with cookies and treats and other delicious things at the back. I hope you can all make it. Um, <laughs> with that said, I, I don't think Bishop's going to be able to make it. Uh, if you want to explain why you're not going to be there, Bishop. Why I'm not going to be at the Linger Longer? Yeah, yeah. Well, first, can I just jump in with the thing I wanted to say before you cut me off? I'm I'm was, sorry, Bishop. The the okay. spirit the spirit compelled the spirit me to keep to, talking. To keep going? Yeah. So, damn it. False start. Okay. So, I don't edit this, about, so that's I know, I know, in. I know, I know. It's all good. It's candid. This is raw, emotional, real stories, real people, real talk. Mm-hmm. Anyways, when you were talking about how like Mormonism is a or Mormon is a a, a, a byword and a, a byword a slur. Listen to this podcast in totality. Strengthening church committee, strengthening church member committee. Listen to this whole thing in its totality and tell me what have we said that God would be the most offended at. And if it is the term Mormon, I think your church has its priorities mixed up. Yep. But that is the one thing that the president prophet of the church has come out to say with all the foul language and evil speaking in this world, atheists making mockery of everything sacred, God commands the one anointed prophet to come out and tell the world that the term Mormon personally offends him. (laughs) Hey, wait, but it's a choice to be offended. And God is choosing his righteous anger about that word. Is is Russell M. Nelson, Russell Marion Nelson, going to get up in general conference and say, it seems that some disaffected members of our church are doing fake interviews with God and making a mockery <laughs> of our deity. And I would just like to say that God is personally offended by this. No, he won't. But the term Mormon, yes. That deserves the full attention of the almighty God. Shame on Thomas S. Monson, and shame yes. on Gordon B. Hinckley. B. Hinckley, forever and ever. Amen and amen. May, may their names be blotted out of the Book of Life. Book of Life <laughs> for offending God, <laughs> for spending billions of dollars and putting ads in New York Square <laughs> to offend the Almighty God, which is why these guys were removed from their office. Obviously, that's why what? God killed them. Took so, them. Do you know what's so funny about that, though? What? It's like, could you imagine if um, if HBO came out and was like, "We're really sorry about all the cursing and boobs in our in our TV shows." Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna just take those shows off the air, um, and we're never going to mention them again. I don't want to hear anybody ever say the words game of thrones ever because <laughs> that's offensive to us and like hbo's like making this whole thing and they're doing a, a public apology and a press tour apologizing for having nudity in their artwork and then and then the, the whole rest of the world looks and is like well um, 
we weren't offended. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's like apologizing for something that one isn't wrong and mm-hmm. two nobody was offended by that. I like, know. It's it's literally just <laughs> it's it literally is. just Russ who's sitting there like this <laughs> this upsets me. He's like <laughs> if he wasn't the prophet of the church. Mhm he would be the person that the prophet of the church hates because he would be the person writing in letters oh, yeah. to the prophet saying, you're offending me. me, me, me. I don't like well, that you use this word in that advertisement and that works really efficiently for SEO and simplicity's <laughs> sake. It's like, me, 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 me. like <laughs> if he wasn't the prophet, he would be the person the prophet hated. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure the prophet hated him. I think probably everybody hates him um, because he gave this like he has this one weird talker enzyme article where he talks about how the scriptures never actually ever describe God's love as unconditional right. by using the word unconditional. I don't know what communicates unconditional more than God sending His own Son to condescend from heaven to inhabit a mortal co- tabernacle to be crucified and to suffer the pains of hell for everybody, but that sacrificial love and commitment has limits. Right. Right. That, that's... Like it was the stupidest thing I'd ever read. <laughs> and to tell me that this guy worked on the first heart and lung machine, that he's some kind of genius. And I remember somebody like when he first got called as president of the church talking about, he's the most quoted general authority of all time and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this guy is an idiot. Like, he says really dumb things. Like, it, everything that comes out of this guy's mouth is like a, well, actually. He is like the well, actually guy. <laughs> He's the well, actually apostle. Well, actually, the scriptures never technically describe the love of God as unconditional. So, we can't say it's unconditional. Did he send his own son to get crucified and suffer one of the most disgraceful deaths of all humankind? Sure. But, if you don't, Wear one pair of earrings. <laughs> He's not going to love you. <laughs> well, and then uh, he, well, there was this one interview he did uh, where he was asked about evolution. And mm-hmm. he was basically like anti-evolution. He, he was mm-hmm. like, no, no, that, that's, that's crazy. That, mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. And then the guy, like his handler was like, um, actually, like, but the church doesn't have an official stance on evolution. And then mm-hmm. Russ is like, but, like, it's, like, evolution, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. then the guy's like, okay, but just for you, Mr. Interviewer, like, the church doesn't have an official stance on evolution. <laughs> like, he yeah. must feel like such a loose cannon for everybody oh, yeah. that works for the church and for all the 12 apostles. They must all, because mm-hmm. I bet most of the 12 apostles are down with evolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they must be sitting there like this, uh, Mister Heart Surgeon over here, Mister Scientist, apparently, <laughs> uh, just like I don't know, it, it just has these crazy, kooky ideas. I want a young, spry, Gen Z, a Zoomer. I want a Zoomer as uh, mm-hmm. as the next apostle. Call like a twenty year old. It'd be like Ryan in the office, right? Everybody's getting blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The youngest, he, youngest VP in company history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like comes back with this 
beard and fancy hair and he's like (laughs) had this had this whole makeover think he's thinks he's like the this great great thing they wouldn't tousle my hair if they knew how much i was paying for haircuts now (laughs) right like okay anyway so back to the cookies and refreshments yes yes. i'm excluded from cookies and refreshments so i got to tell this story about the greatest temple trip ever taken so like most Mormons, I did not live close to a temple for most of my life. So our temple trips, we had to drive like three hours to get to a temple, right? Right. And so we're all getting ready at like 7 or 8 in the morning down at the Institute building, down you know, at the chapel, arranging carpools to go on this temple trip. So me and one of my friends are there, and we see this car of, uh, of girls, and they're like loaded up with snacks and like cookies and I think they'd like baked cookies that morning to take down to the temple trip and they got all this stuff. And they're and they were just like nice, fun people. And me and my friend are like, Oh yeah, we'll come with you guys. Yeah, sure, this seems awesome. And then we're about to get in the car, and it's almost like this older crotchety lady from the YSA who's like on the verge of thirty and just grumpy as all fuck. Those are my favorite types of people. <laughs> favorite people. Who's like you know, who like she's EFY counselor extraordinaire. And, and, you know, can't really tell the difference between, you know, 25-year-olds and 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, grabs us by our starched collars and is like, you are not going in that car. I'm like, why? Because it looks like too much fun? Like, what the fuck's your problem, right? <laughs> of course, I didn't say it that way. But that's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, why? What not? What, what's the problem? She looks over at this other girl and she's like, that girl's driving down with nobody, so you have to go with her. She <laughs> looks at me and my friend and we're like, ooh we're looking over at this lady and this person we had to drive down with would leave every activity in tears for no reason. Like just this compulsive crier. Yeah. So we had to drive down to the temple with a compulsive crier and we did not get to drive down with the, the fun girls and the snacks. (laughs) Even though there was room in the car, even though there's room in the car, it was just because this like, and I don't know why I did it. It was just kind of like this grumpy old lady sees two guys who are about to have fun with girls who aren't her. And how then it's like, how no. old were you? I was like 22, 23. Oh, so it was a YSA temple trip. YSA temple trip. And I just went along with it. Like, uh. And I think it was because, a bit of it was because you have to go with the weirdo who has no friends. And then I'm like, what kind of a-hole would I be if I said, go fuck yourself <laughs> right now? <laughs> Like, I'm not going with the freaking weirdo. Because that's what goes through my head is like, what would Jesus do right now? And yeah. I know what Jesus would do. And Jesus would go with the compulsive crier down down to uh, the temple. So we're driving down to the temple, and it's basically like, you know, we're, we've got to make a pit stop eventually for, like, lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and we're driving through small town after small town. And this girl's driving is, like, almost on the verge of tears, kind of asking us if we want to stop or where we want to stop. Because she's just like, I didn't, like she's got some kind of mental health issue that me and my buddy are not capable of dealing with. Right. And we don't even know. We're like, it's okay. We can pull over here. It's all right. We'll still make it to the temple in time for the session. And if we don't make the session, we can do baptisms. Or we can just do initiatories. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to like kill you over this. We're like talking this lady down from the edge the whole way there, the whole way back. It's just like the weirdest experience of my life. 
That would be so awkward. And I, I feel like you guys going with her probably like made her more upset. Like that probably didn't help. It possibly could have like these people are being compelled to be my friends now. Instead well, of just and, being like, why don't we bring her in another car? Right. Why does she have to drive at all? Yeah. Because she may drive this car off a cliff because she is not in her right mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm not trying to make a mockery of anything, but it's just like you got to appreciate the situation here is I'm not a counselor and I'm getting put in the car with somebody who leaves every activity crying. Like if we play dodgeball, she's in tears. Right. Right. Like if if we play basketball and somebody does a layup, she's in tears because they, like it, it just too intense. Like why can't we all just stand around holding hands and, and take turns making shots? Right. Why do we have to compete in anything, guys? This is really just not. And you're like this. This person needs help. Right. I'm right. not equipped to handle this. Yeah. I don't know if they should be driving because it just seem unstable. There's a lot of um, you're not equipped for this job in the church. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, because because like that, the Lord yeah, calls I, who He calls, and He, uh, I he guess He makes He, he makes people. He, calls. he qualifies who He calls. Yeah. Yes. Except that He doesn't. Um, yeah. and sometimes it ends in disaster. Like if, if I had to title a memoir of my life in the church, it would be, I am not equipped for this, a memoir by Bishop <laughs> Jensen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why, why am I having to do this job? This is not me. Um, like, I don't, I don't know yeah. if I've mentioned this already, but I'm 21 years old. I'm on my mission. I have to interview this couple for baptism. Yeah, And we get to the law of chastity. Will you keep the law of chastity question? They're like, well, you know what? The other missionaries were talking to us, and there's just, we got together. We actually had an affair together, and that was how we got together. And I accidentally got her pregnant, and we realized we were in love with each other, and we left our former spouses. And, you know, that's how we got our brought our daughter into this world. And I can't say that I regret that act of adultery because it's how I have the family that I have now. So I don't, I don't know if I'm truly contrite or um, repentant of the law of chastity, according to your standards. What did you say? I, I, well, first I didn't say anything because me as a virgin, trying to tell anybody anything about that, I'm like, uh. And at the same time, it's like I'm like they're talking in Pharisaical circles, which I so I was just kind of like, look, would you? commit adultery again no no of course not i'm like great i think we're good <laughs> that's so awkward well, right? like why then, i remember i think when i when i was 20 i had to go um with the elders quorum president uh, mm -hmm. who was like 21 mm -hmm. <laughs> to uh do some of the like uh bishop storehouse stuff like mm -hmm. with, with somebody like to go to somebody's home and to look at their home and assess what food they needed. Like why is a 20 year old <laughs> going to somebody's house, somebody who's like struggling severely mentally, emotionally, financially, like everything mm -hmm. was going wrong in this person's life. Mm -hmm. Why was I sent there to decide how many cans of soup they should get? Total, like, I re there were so many times as a missionary where we'd meet people or get invited in somewhere and we'd talk to these people for half an hour, an hour, and after we left, I'd be like, I'd say to my companion, I'd be like, 
these people need a social worker, not religion. Yeah. Their yeah. life is completely fucked. Yeah. And coming to church in the word of wisdom is not going to help them. They yeah. need, like, serious help. Yeah. Right? People who are actually trained to help them. Because, yeah. I mean, listen, I got really lucky with bishops. Like, as far mm -hmm. as, you know, leadership roulette goes, like, yeah. I had it really, really good. There are only a handful of leaders mm -hmm. out of, like, over 100 that, yeah. I, that I could say, like, I didn't like them. You know, mm -hmm. and and most of them, it wasn't it wasn't because they were awful people or anything. Mm -hmm. But like, I got really lucky. But these guys, if I was dealing with something serious, they are not the person to help me. Like, totally. And I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like I got lucky because I'm also generally lucky in my life, and I never had like something really severe and serious to deal with because mm -hmm. I promise they wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. And and I don't know how they I don't know how they would have reacted. Right? And and uh how they would have tried to help me. That could have been destructive. Right? Well like so you can speak from your experience and say, okay, I actually got lucky with bishops. Yeah. And this was great and it's not all bad. And I know I hear people say that like, do you know what I was actually really lucky with bishops? And I've even said that about some of the bishops I've had. But at the same time, I know that there were other people in the wards I was in who had severe problems, and I know that they probably got fucked over by that bishop yep. in some way yep. and given bad advice. Yeah. One thing that's been a struggle for me in leaving the church is as I've talked about that stake president on numerous times who sent me on my mission, who made me reconfess to blah, 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 and all this stuff. Well, he had counselors who were great guys, mm -hmm. and my dad was a high councilman or high counselor under him. Yeah. But one thing that has been like tough for me to deal with is yes, my dad's a great guy. That other counselor in that state presidency was a great guy, mm -hmm. but they supported a total piece of shit doing shitty things. Right. Right. And that is like impossible for me to, re that is so hard for me to reconcile that I put it on a shelf. Right. I cannot think about that without becoming insane with anger or frustration. Yeah. Yeah. And and it and it would change the way that I would look at my dad. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't think about it too much. And knowing that my dad was a bishop and to some people he was probably a great bishop, but there are probably a bunch of people out there who think my dad is a total piece of human garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is entirely possible that in trying to do the things that the church wanted my dad to do that he was a total piece of crap. Yeah. That's yep. an entire possibility. And if I think about that too long or too much, it's just, I, I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it takes you down a dark road and I, it's something I either have to put on a shelf or like go off. Yep. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's the, like, and the, the worst part about that, is that they might be decent people like really sincerely trying their best, mm -hmm. but they're put in these impossible situations mm -hmm. where no matter what, like if if somebody asked me to frame their house for them, mm -hmm. I could try my best. You know, I could go to Home Depot and look around and be like, okay, you know, um, <laughs> well, I'm assuming I need a nail gun. Um, so I'll, yeah. I'll get that. Uh, nails. Um, yeah, okay. I guess these ones look good. 
right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then I would get a level and I'd try and line things up. Yeah. But your house is still going to fall apart because I don't know what I'm doing. That's not like, that's my what, job. I'm not trained for that. Exactly. Like, that's why apprenticeships, you know, like, it's not like they go to school for four years. It's that they spend four years working on the job, learning how to fuck up framing a house. And with somebody over they, their shoulder, fixing it along them. the way and telling <laughs> them how they messed it up. Yeah. Right? Yes. Instead of, like, being like, oh, yeah, you studied framing at university. <laughs> <laughs> Go have at her. You you read a a book about framing. how to make houses? Yeah, yeah, just go ahead. Here here's a nail gun and some two by fours. Good luck. Knock yourself out, right? <laughs> it's like, oh wait, no. you've never actually used a saw? You don't know how to like cut and measure properly? Like the amount of two by fours that apprentice carpenters must waste must like fill a landfill fill, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, there's, and, and like the church has the handbook, but how many bishops read that when I was like meeting with my bishop? Um, so I think I talked about this on another episode, how I actually went in and sat down with my bishop cause he'd never helped somebody leave the church before. And he was yeah. like, oh, I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. Uh, would you mind basically being my guinea pig so I can go through these steps w with you there and mm -hmm. we can talk about it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I go in. And he, like, pulls up the handbook, texts me a link to the place in the handbook that we're looking at, mm -hmm. and we read the handbook together while mm -hmm. in this meeting to do this thing. Like, okay, so the church has a handbook and stuff, but if somebody comes into your office as a bishop mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they're being sexually abused or something else, like something really rough is going on in their life, and mm -hmm. they come into the office, and the bishop is like, okay, so um, just let me find the section on uh, sexual abuse. Uh-huh, okay. Um, okay, if the member is sitting there, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, okay. Um, do not hug the member. Okay, I won't, I won't hug you. Like, if you're going through this whole thing with the member there, instead of, like, being a professional who actually mm -hmm. knows how to deal with these things. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a problem. Even if you are well-intentioned, and if you're not a heart surgeon, you should not do heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Totally. Like, I I agree 100%. I've got a... We've really taken a detour here from talking about, like, the weird people. Oh, yeah. Weird, I th I, weird I th and sweet people we were uh, we encountered in the church to kind of go off on the bishop, ill-prepared bishop rant. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they might just have to end up being separate episodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going on this uh, little trip. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, the Lord does not qualify who he calls. Like, no, like often to do disaster, and and like that's the situation I was put in on this particular temple trip, and I'm just trying to. Me and my buddy, we just ended up just kind of being nice, calm guys, right? And like we're like, hey, have you ever played this uh, highway game where you try and call out, you know, all the letters of the alphabet on on succeeding uh, road signs? Maybe we can play that for a bit. Right. You know, and then it's like we both, you know, see A on the, the maximum 
you know, and call it out at the same time, and then she's like in tears at, like, well, we both called out A at the same time. I don't know, is that my site or your site? Did you get the letter or did I get the letter, right? <laughs> like, do you know the highway game I'm talking about? It's like yeah, you see, yeah. oh, there's it. I call A on that sign, I call B on that sign, and then you try and get down to So everybody gets stuck on J and Q, right? So that's like the great equalizer is you wait for somebody to get, they've made it to K, but you know, there's only like one junction sign on this highway. Right. So I just need to get up to K before the sign that says junction at whatever, right? But any like it was just this like she's perpetually in tears. There was like nothing we could do to try and like yeah. <laughs> calm the situation down. So we're perpetually just trying to be real nice, calm guys, but it's like everything we do we're shooting ourselves in the foot, stressing this poor woman out. It's like, oh, okay. You're not qualified for that, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> that's not your job. <laughs> I'm, when I look back on it, like I should have told that, you know, that crouchy old lady, like, hey, if if so-and-so needs somebody to go with her, you should go with her. Yeah, right. Take her in your car. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But Why are you putting this on me? I'm eating cookies. Like, screw off. Everybody gets so grumpy when they're aging out of YSA. Yeah. That's why they it's say the... 28 fornicate. Did you ever hear that? No. That was like the, the saying when I was in YSA. Right. They, they, they'd say 28 fornicate. That's what all the older YSA kids said they're just like to get them yeah if you make it to 28 just sex is fine yeah yeah love You're... chastity doesn't apply anymore <laughs> oh man oh that is i don't want to say that's great but that is uh yeah that is hilarious because well do you know like when you make the nuclear family basically an idol yeah oh yeah then yeah people are going to get crotchety and grumpy about not being married at 21 yeah but it's like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I'm almost I'm almost 26. And yeah. you know what? Last month I stopped crying myself to sleep over not being married. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding guys. I, I don't actually. Uh I didn't actually stop. I, I still do. Uh cry myself to sleep over not being married. But uh that's just cuz I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> So feel free to write Elder Jackson personal love letters. <laughs> if you would, if you would like to marry the voice of Elder Jackson, just the voice. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll just You only know him by his voice. You only know me by my voice. And hopefully hopefully my looks uh, <laughs> don't don't scare you away. Um I have a lot of hair. Um I'm not very tall. I'm, you know, um I'm I'm short for North American standards, but uh, I'm just laughing because when you told me how tall you were, I didn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's the same thing. So here's the thing: the, this yeah. episode is kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Bishop Jensen and I have never met in person, mm -hmm. and uh, and the way the way he has his camera set, he's like always at the very bottom of the frame. So it kind of like gives the sense that there's like a toddler standing up at the counter, like on his tippy toes, like ready, ready to, to get on camera. I'm, I'm ready to record a podcast, <laughs> Uncle Alex. I'm like, oh, okay, Bishop Jensen. Or I mean, Uncle Elder Jackson. <laughs> okay, Bishop Jensen, here we go. Like, that's what it, that's what it looks like. So I always thought like, because I know your family and like your family's got tall people in it. Yeah. And uh, and so I always thought that you were just like this short one. 
in your in your family, but I am I am the shortest in my family, but I am six foot two, so right, and I'm five yeah. seven. So now the the secrets <laughs> revealed. Um, I am okay with a taller woman, though. If you want to write into the podcast and you're taller than me, uh, that's totally okay. I I feel like I'd yeah. be okay with that. Five um, eight is great. What five five eight is great. Five eight's great. Um, five eight to fornicate. <laughs> okay, but then we have to wait till I'm either five eight or twenty eight, whichever comes first. Oh, I meant like the prospects. Like oh, the prospects. Prospective women could be five eight. Right, right, right. And you'd still fornicate. But I have to wait till I'm twenty eight. Right. That's the thing. Oh, right, so right. we have to we have to wait a couple years. But um, yeah, you can r- write love letters to uh, unmormon at gmail dot com. And uh, Bishop Jensen will forward those to me. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll he'll read through them read through them first. Uh, fanfics are also welcome. Yeah. Um, if you write us a fanfic, we'll read it on air. We for will. Sure. We will yeah. read it on air. Yeah. Uh, safe for work, not safe for work, not safe for life. We don't care. We'll read it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Do we want to just stop this episode here? I think we're good. Yeah. What a great way to close. Yeah. Uh, in the name of uh, John Taylor. Amen. Amen.